Welcome to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network. Dare I, and I dare, say the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, episode 32, uh, MLB trade, trade deadline bedlam. Uh, NBA draft and free agency, the Olympics, um, which is somehow almost all the way over. Um, and NFL preseason gets started on Thursday and already some injuries to talk about there. Um, as always, you can email us at dscthepodcast at gmail.com, dscthepodcast on Twitter, dscthepodcast on Instagram. And please rate and review us with five stars on Apple Podcasts to help other people find us. If you give us a five-star review, we'll read it on the pod. That's how it works. All right, with all of that out of the way, as always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman, and alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who was rumored on Twitter to be traded to the San Diego Padres, but he is not Tim Reinhardt. Welcome, Tim. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a what a wild trade deadline it was. That was I, I know that there were rumors about me to the Padres. There were there were rumors <laughs> uh, there was rumors about you up until like 350, 358, you were gonna be traded to the New York Mets. So uh, but then right. it turns out they just got Javi Baez instead. So uh, <laughs> right. I'm not I'm not sure what's better, but you know <laughs> what a what, what a you do? yeah. I mean, hey, we'll we'll stay with where we are, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess uh, you know it's a business, and uh, you know that that's how it goes in in the league. You know. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's a business, and we're gonna we're you know we we get paid paid well to do this job, um, and. Uh, we're going to stick with where we are and do the best we can. How, how was that? Would, would that have yeah, been a good press conference good. for pretty like good. a player that was maybe yeah. going to be traded? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you sounded like Trevor Story, who did not get traded <laughs> no, uh, from, the, from the Rockies, and he was a little bit salty about that. So let's talk about the players who did get traded. Um, I'm going to let let's talk about, I guess, the top name, the top trade, the biggest yeah. trade. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take a swing at what you think is the biggest trade, and I'm going to say that. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers landing Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Is that the, probably the biggest, biggest trade of them all? Yeah, that's a big one. I, I think it, um, it probably indicates that Trevor Bauer is, is not, they, that they expect that Trevor Bauer is not coming back. I read a report that most of the Dodgers players don't want him back anyway. Um, even if he were to get off this administrative leave, um, list or, or designation that he has. So I think that that lets us know where their head is at in terms of that individual player's future. And so they go out and they, they grab, uh, they go out and they grab Scherzer and, you know, that's, uh, he's got a lot of lead left in the pencil. So I think, uh, I think that's that, you know, they were the prohibitive favorites, um, anyway, and they, they went out and they, Replaced a piece that um, they probably thought they had going into the season, which they're not going to, which, which because of uh, the investigation, they're not, they're not going to have. And now they got it back. Yeah. I mean, quite, you know, that's, that's a kind of a, a first world problem for the uh, LA Dodgers where they, oh, I guess we have to trade from all of our great players in the farm system to replace one great pitcher with an 
probably and arguably just as good or better pitcher just like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a really um, good problem to have. The Dodgers are absolutely loaded in payroll and um, players in their minor leagues. So um, they have no problem making that deal. Um, so, and it makes re- sense for them real quick. What is the, what is your take then on, so I, I, I guess on the Corey Seager situation. So Trey Turner, Corey Seager, what, what happens there? What's the dynamic? They're both pending free agents. Yes. I'm understanding that correctly. Um, and Corey Seager has been hurt. Right. But I, I th- I'm pretty sure he's not right now. I think he's right. I'm pretty I think sure he's, he's okay. Yep. But yeah. I, I saw the Dodgers play in person, I want to say, a few weeks ago in Colorado, and he was, I, I think he was on the IL at that point. Yeah. I mean, you have Corey Seager, who's pretty much been injured a lot, um, and they don't have a second baseman who is of, um, I forget who their second baseman is, but either of those guys could could switch over to the other side of the diamond, as we've seen other teams do like Milwaukee just put put somebody who's never played second base there um so I'm sure that would um I guess I I would believe that it would be fine in the short term yeah so for the rest of the season to find spaces for those guys Chris Taylor I believe has been playing uh getting most of the second base time um and I I think he's had some defensive yips so to speak um right recently so i mean you're but you know it's a if you're the dodgers i suppose it's a nice problem to have um right. and if anybody does happen to get hurt in that scenario um you've got you know anybody really that can fill that fill that void so um the dodgers definitely are are i would say are winners from uh from the trade deadline for sure yeah, and so uh, while you're speaking of winners, I think the other other big winner is the New York Yankees, uh, Rich Get Richer, uh, Volume Two, where they got um, both Anthony Rizzo. Yep, and um, I'm blinking on his name from Texas, who I have on almost Joey Gallo. My, Joey Gallo, thank you. Uh, a couple of big sluggers for their um, injured team. It looks like they also got uh, Andrew Heaney as well. Yeah. Um, so they, they load up from a, a couple of different uh, directions. Um, where do you think that leaves them? They were three and a half out of the wild card. Yeah. Um, you know, the they, deadline day. they've been playing some decent baseball lately. Um, despite <clears throat> um, what happened last night with the, uh, with the Orioles. I'm not sure what they're doing right now. I do know that they had, I don't know if they traded for this animal, um, but they had a phenomenal cat on the field incident last night. Did you see <laughs> yeah. that? Uh, it it was uh, bro- broken down by John Boy, and I haven't watched it. Yet, oh so my I'm gosh, John Boy did! Oh, that is yeah. so good. I have not seen the yeah. John Boy breakdown. Um, yeah. The cat was on the field for like four minutes, and it certainly <laughs> but, seemed like it. You know, Brian Cashman was was going to trade for anybody and anything that that yeah. that could play play baseball. So. I'm sure there's a joke there, but yeah, I, you know, the Joey Gallo thing, I didn't realize that. um, So he strikes out a ton, um, but I guess this year he's like got by far the highest like walk rate or something. um, I want to say it's, or or it's, it's high. He gets, he's getting on base even more than he usually does. 
Um, and, and I like Anthony Rizzo. I, I, he's a guy that I've always tried to get on my fantasy teams, um, in, in past years. So it's a little bit interesting. Um, you know, he, that, um, they didn't either move. It sounds like they tried to, uh, to move. Why am I blanking on his name now? Um, guy from the, used to be on the Cardinals. Um, John, uh, Voight. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Voight. Um, Unless I, I know he's also had some injury issues, but he was an absolute beast last year. So I, it's a you know, it's funny that you say the rich get richer. Like that that roster, like as 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 wealthy of a team you know as the New York Yankees are, that roster um, has not been great, and um, it yep. does put them in a better position. I, like I said, I think they're they're playing some. Uh, halfway decent um halfway decent baseball now so it's it's something certainly that is going to make them have a run at that i mean let's be real like what they what they're trying for they're not trying to win i don't think they're trying to win the division they're trying to win a one game play or get to that and then win that one game playoff yeah they're much they're much further out of the um al east than they are um the wild card so they're trying to get to that one game wild card which is a is a risky um risky maneuver but you know, it all comes down to that one game. And I think um, if they get healthy, they probably have a good bet to win that. But, they, you know, it's baseball and anything can happen. They yeah. need to stop having people get COVID is what they need to do. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, yeah. they have more. It, it's Is it me or is it just like it seems like it's the Yankees that are only having these problems and they're all vaccinated? Like, it's it's just a weird, you know, that brings up a whole other whole other like issue about like, you know, the vaccines and everything. But like. That Garrett Cole is going to miss a start because he has COVID. Like it, it's just it's wild to me what they're yeah. what they've everything that they've gone through this year is, has been pretty crazy. Yeah. So I guess on the other side of the coin, those are the two two of the teams that have um, kind of bulked up a little bit. Other deals for the Blue Jays and um, White Sox grabbed a couple of players, but for me, the big kind of top line here was that the. The Cubs, um, first of all, and secondly, Washington Nationals, both pretty much just emptied out their entire roster. Yep, sold, um, sold, sold. And and I don't necessarily think that it was headline prospects coming back. It seemed to be to me um, good prospects, but mostly money saving and rebuilding mode for both of those teams. Is that? Is that yeah, I mean, I, correctly. I don't. Um. I don't really know a whole lot about the prospects that, for example, the Cubs got back for those. So they also traded Chris Bryant as well, right? Right. So yeah. you know, and uh, Baez, Javi and, Baez, and Rizzo. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and um, Craig uh, Kimbrel, right? Kimbrel. They traded Kimbrel as well. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they. I mean. For those kind of names, you'd you'd like to think that there'd be a, a pro, especially you know you're you're a lot more in tune to the prospect world than I am, um, that there would be a name that they got back. So I'll kind of throw that back to you if you think they got anybody that that is worth those names. I I don't think they did. I mean, I think they the guys that they got were fine, um, but not like oh like that is. You know, sometimes you see it, you know, crossing over to the NBA, but like you see, oh, like you get four or five first round picks and a young player and all this stuff. Um, it, it, it didn't feel like that. It, it just felt like a salary dump for all of the for um, Washington as well. So 
Um, well, the only one that I felt like was really um, valuable was um, the Scherzer trade, where they got um, two of the top three prospects from Los Angeles. The rest of the trades were more kind of just guys, right? Yeah. Um, so nobody that that moves the needle, certainly not immediately, even as well, not like somebody that's on the cusp. Um, so nothing that Cubs fans or Nationals fans can look to and say, hey, like next year, this guy's going to be good um, because we, we traded for this high profile um, prospect because that just didn't happen. Um, and so obviously prospects, high profile prospects are very valuable. Um, but, you know, it, it seemed like the way the deals went down, it was like everybody's got to go. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. The Cubs and the Nationals just don't have any players left basically on their teams. Um, because they traded them. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, that was a fire sale, uh, by, by definition, I think. Yeah. Was, and, oh, good. Go ahead. No, well, I, I was going to slightly change it. So go ahead. Well, I was just, I was just saying, um, that we kind of pre stage this a little bit, um, uh, early on in our podcast when the Cubs traded you Darvish, um, yeah. to San Diego, um, where it looked like they were kind of like, starting to signal that they were going to tear it down. And then at the trade deadline, they, they tore it all down. So, yeah. Now, so what I was going to ask you was, is there a team that you thought was like a loser of the, of the deadline? I mean, they didn't make a move like to better their team or they're out of it and they didn't make a move um, like to unload. Well, I guess I kind of mentioned it earlier was that Trevor Story didn't get traded from um, the Rockies, where he was a player that's going into free agency. They're definitely not going to re-sign him, um, and they'll end up with a compensation pick or whatever that is in the third round or something like that. Um, so, uh, I mean, you know, they obviously traded away Arenado to the, the Cardinals, so they're not like they're not like trying to keep their pieces together. So, yeah, I, I think that John Gray too, uh, the right. pitcher is another big one. I'm not sure where he is in his contract, but right. I mean, he's probably the biggest pitching um, token that didn't get moved. Right. Exactly. And so that, that kind of like signals to me that they are, you know, they're 46 and 60, 21 games out of first in the NL West. And, you know, not to make really any moves at all um, where they could have gotten something back uh, to not do that. Um, seems, seems a little odd. Um, but the, the Rockies front office has been acting a little odd. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. So, um, and I'd say the Red Sox, um, didn't actually do too much either. Like on, on the other end, they, uh, they've, I think at least to a lot of maybe maybe not everybody, but to many people's surprise are are very much so in it. One game back um, in the in the AL East, kind of I didn't expect them to be this good, and it sounds like they're it seems like they're pretty much just rolling with the roster. And you know they got Kyle Schwarber, they picked up Hansel Robles, who's you know a couple outs guy reliever, um, but they didn't really make any any big moves in like the you know, huge question mark of Chris Sale uh, coming back. Will he be healthy? Um, I think uh, it, it's interesting that they didn't uh, they didn't make make any big splashes. 
Right. And and we had um, one of the podcast hosts of Bastards of Boston Baseball on um, in in our AL East preview yes. earlier this year. And we kind of like chuckled at him a little bit thinking that Boston was going to be a competitor. Um, you know, he was giving us the uh, rose-colored glasses um, outlook and um, turns out they're competing. Um, and, For sure. And, and all they all they loaded up with was Schwarber when a lot of other players were going around. Right. Um, and maybe they think that their window is, is larger than this year, but um, certainly would be a, a good chance to – a good time to go for it. Yeah. All right. So that's it for the MLB trade deadline. So uh, another league, you know, as this was happening, this was kind of happening at the same time as the NBA draft was happening. There were trades like it was like a moment for you. It was absolutely bonkers. Like trades were happening in multiple different leagues at multiple different times. So, um, so the NBA draft was on Thursday. Obviously I watched that. It was, you know, kind of a, for the NBA draft to pretty much cut and dry. There's a few trades here and there uh, amongst picks and stuff like that. But um, one thing I will say, you know, last, um, last week, two weeks ago, uh, I criticized the MLB draft for being a less than watchable um, experience. Yeah. um, For, for multiple reasons, some in their control, some out of their control. NBA draft has similar problems to uh, the MLB draft in that they um, the way that all of the different deals are structured, NBA deals are, are very complicated and have to deal with um, years of control. And um, when the deal is, is consummated at the beginning of the league year or the end of the year, you know, all of this kind of like bureaucratic, like nonsense um, that causes a player, multiple players in this draft to go up and, the lights are flashing behind them with a team. They put on the hat for the team. Everybody knows that they're going to already been traded to another team. Right. So before the pick was even made, right. Um, You know, it's not like somebody was on a team and then traded, you know, afterwards. So um, if the NBA draft wants to be the NFL draft, it needs to fix that. Like, I don't care what they do, shift around the league years, whatever, make the league year start on draft day, whatever. Um, It doesn't make it, a very watchable experience for anyone who's not on Twitter constantly refreshing to try to figure out, Oh, this player is, says he's going to the Hornets, but he's actually getting traded from one team to another team. Um, so it's impossible to understand where players end up. Um, and generally speaking, the people in the studio, um, announcing the draft don't have either the time or the information to give us that information in real time. And if they, they, they can't change the, they can't, you know, the, the fact that they can't change what hat they wear or what is flashed up on the big screens behind the player when they're drafted is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That does sound sort of silly. Yeah. So it just makes it confusing for everybody. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, Even if you're refreshing Twitter, you don't even really know what's going on. So um, the broadcast doesn't help either um, for many reasons, including things that happen. They happen so fast. So it's like, the NFL draft is the golden standard of drafts. If you, really make a, is. if you make a trade, it's got to happen now. You change the logos, you change the hats, you change everything, right? Um, and then once that player is on that team, like you can't trade him when he's in the green room doing interviews, right? <laughs> yeah. So so do something about that. They'll make the NBA draft better. Uh, I hope that they do want to do something about that because, you know, a few tweaks here and there, I'm sure that 
like with the rules could make that possible. Um, the NFL does it. They change graphics. They change hats. They change everything live. They, they stitch names on jerseys as a player's walking up. Like it's all possible. So, uh, don't tell me it's not possible. NBA draft is um, fixable. Yeah, so, hire whatever consultants figured that out for the for the NFL and uh, and make it make it better. Yeah, yeah I agree. Exactly. I, and there obviously there's rule there's rules and, and bylaws in place that make it so that it's that way. But that doesn't mean it's not changeable. So, um, so uh, free agency and trade, um, stuff really started for the NBA. I don't have a lot of, um, top line things to talk about with that. Um, cause I don't want to get into the nitty gritty. I'm going to keep Tim awake here. We're already, <laughs> approaching, we're already approaching nine o'clock. So, um, the, the big, the big news for one of the biggest franchises in the NBA was that, uh, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, yeah, uh, traded, Lakers traded traded from the Washington Wizards to to the LA Lakers. So, um, Tim, obviously, you knew about this one ahead of time. I did yes. Okay, it, it was pretty much everywhere because it involved Russell Westbrook, who's a big star in the NBA, and the LA Lakers, who are the biggest star team um, in the NBA. Uh, Russ joins LeBron. And Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. and now Carmelo, and a couple of other players have now joined um, joined up to create kind of the uh, super team, uh, you know, kind of the the last ride <laughs> super team has you um, a bunch of veterans that are looking for looking for a title there. Yeah, I, go ahead, give me your give me your take, and then I'll, I'll give you mine. All I know is that it's Russell Westbrook's fourth team in four years, right? I think that's that's accurate. Yeah. Um, I mean, Houston, OKC, Washington, and then now LA. I don't know that that doesn't doesn't bode well. Doesn't doesn't scream yeah. this is going to work out uh, to yeah. me. Yeah. So. so yeah, exactly. So um, Bradley Beal in Washington didn't apparently didn't like playing with him, so he's happy that he's gone. Um, yeah. So how, I mean, how do you make yeah. that work? Like, I mean, if you here's a guy that's been bounced around, and you know, like you've got a. The, this is the thing, you know, you got, you got three, three big names. And I guess one of them is LeBron. So like, you know, maybe that is a, a calming influence, but how do you make everybody happy in that scenario? Yeah, absolutely. And especially cause, um, LeBron brings the ball up. Usually Anthony Davis probably thinks he wants to bring the ball up and Russell Westbrook wants to bring the ball up and be a ball dominant, um, player as well. So I think there certainly is, a maybe not enough balls to go around a situation there as well. Um, but the one thing for Russell Westbrook is that he's a stat machine. He's a fantasy basketball superstar. He may take a little bit of a hit going to the Lakers um, because it's not all to himself. However, he is a kind of a um, player who's very inefficient, takes a lot of inefficient shots, shoots a lot, uh, clanks a lot of, a lot of shots, yeah. um, especially outside shots if he can't get to the rim. So this in my opinion, and I'll, I'll clip this out and play it back if they, you know, win the championship next year. Um, this is not going to work out. Russell Westbrook, LeBron's career is going to be ended in the first or second round by Russell Westbrook clanking 18-foot jumpers um, with a wide open Anthony Davis at the three-point line. Yeah, um, this, is, this is not going to work out. He's not a, type, a player that you want next to LeBron. You want, like, a shooter guy who's just going to hang out and say, I don't need the ball. Just pass it to me when I'm open and I'll shoot it. Right. Um, so I know that it could, it might help 
maybe alleviate some of the, the pressure on LeBron, maybe a, another guy to bring up the ball. He doesn't have to do all the work necessarily in the regular season, but the regular season is not the problem for Russell Westbrook. He's more a problem in the playoffs when things tighten up and he can't get to the rim as easily. Um, and there's less transition opportunities. He, as, as I saw when he, his wizards played the Sixers, he pretty much clanked. Like they just let him shoot three pointers and they let him shoot long range two pointers. And he just pretty much clanked um, a large majority of them. And uh, Sixers happily grabbed the rebound and, and right. uh, went out the other way. So uh, that's how I see it going. I, Absolutely could be very wrong. Some players kind of see their um, careers and they when they end up with LeBron and decide to just buy in and become a different player. But he hasn't yet, in, as you said, in four teams. Um, so I'm not holding my breath for that, for sure. Yeah. So perhaps, you know, I guess they're, they're hoping, I guess, that the LeBron influence will perhaps mitigate that. But you're right. It doesn't seem that the situation doesn't scream stability. Yeah, exactly. And he's not uh, not a personality that a lot of other people uh, te- um players like playing with, right? Cuz he was he was off Houston and he's off off Washington. Yeah. Um and the other those teams were pretty much happy to see him go. Um so and again like he he could become a a spot-up shooter, but it seems very likely based on his career um to this point. So I will I think that one is getting a lot of hype, obviously because of the stars and you can make photoshops with them in the Lakers jerseys and um, for sports center and hype on, on Twitter. But I, I just don't see it working out. I really don't. Maybe the regular season, it'll be fine, but it won't work in the, in the postseason um, unless Russ just kind of hangs out in the corner while LeBron wins the game. And yeah. then you could have had anybody, right? Um, you could have had anybody who could just hang out in the corner. So that, exactly. that's it. That's all I want to say about that one. I don't care for Russell Westbrook as a player. Um, and apparently he's not a very good person to get along with either on the team. So, um, that one should be, it will, there will be storylines about that one all season. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely keep our eye on that one as we say here at the dynasty sports empire, the podcast. Um, but I don't think it's going to result in winning basketball. Yep. Um, I'm with you. All right. So speaking of winning, um, let's, let's check in, I guess, with the Olympics, Tim, I'll, I'll throw it over to you because I just talked for a solid, I don't know, <laughs> whoever knows how long about Russell Westbrook. Um, what Olympics have you been watching? What, uh, what storylines, what, uh, what things have you like to see? Um, so I caught a little bit of team USA's win earlier against Spain, um, in, in basketball. So I'm not exactly sure if uh, we're there, if that was, that's where the, quarter where quarterfinals. Okay, yeah. so uh, they're going to move on. Okay, yeah, seeing it now. They're going to move on to play Australia on Thursday. Um, so they will be playing for a medal um, regardless. Um, I saw that the women's soccer team lost to Canada, if I'm not mistaken, yep. on yep, a Canada. penalty kick. Now, did you see the I, – I couldn't find it. I was looking earlier today. Um, and I heard the penalty was questionable. Um, did I you did see not it? see, I did not see that one. No, that was one of the ones that was on kind of early, early in the morning U S time. So I, yeah. I did not see that one. So I know they're the team USA is playing for a, uh, is playing for a bronze, I believe, um, yep. next. So I'm not sure when that, 
when that game is coming. And then just randomly, I caught some. I I think it's called equestrian equestrianism okay. equestrian. What <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah. People yeah. riding horses, jumping over things, and yeah. that was fun. Like, when do you watch that? You know. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, I thought it was cool that um, I did catch a, <clears throat> a lot of the golf. I saw, you know, I, I really like one of my favorite golfers is Xander Shoffley. And I'm, I'm happy that he, uh, he ended up winning the, uh, winning the gold medal there, man. There was some bizarre, they, I guess they have these trees there that like, basically the ball gets caught up in the tree. Wow. So okay. I was watching the other day and Justin Thomas hit off the tee and they're like, Oh, it hit, you know, hit off the tree and they go walking down. They can't find the thing. And then there's a bunch of people pointing up at the tree and it's like, Oh, it's stuck <laughs> up in there. So then he basically has to walk all the way back to not basically he has to walk all the way back by himself to the tee box to tee off again. Um, wow. Because that's that, that's the, that's the penalty. Um, so that was, um, that was pretty wild um, to, to watch some of that, but I'm, I'm happy about Xander Shoffley. And then, um, I guess there've been some cool, I, I followed a little bit and I see it's on the show sheet. So, uh, the Simone Biles stuff that she won a, a bronze medal in the balance beam competition. Is that correct? Right. So she, she was out of the team competition, the all around, um, and the first three, um, elements or, uh, devices, whatever they're called. Um, but she decided to give it a go for the, um, the balance beam and, might be breaking news because it might not be on NBC yet, but it happened earlier this morning. She did win bronze. So good for her. Um, that is, you know, I guess she determined the um, apparatus, which is the correct word uh, without the, um, the least amount of flipping um, and twisting. Right. So, you know, uh, least dangerous for her. I, I mean, the thing is still like six inches wide or, or less. Um, so it still seems pretty dangerous to me, but, um, I guess if you're a gymnast, that is the least dangerous one. Um, there's not as much flying in the air. So that, that is, that's certainly helpful. Um, so I, I did, um, she did give way on the, um, oh boy, I'm free. I'm forgetting the one, the vault, um, to the alternate who had also qualified for that, but you can only send two gymnasts. So, when Simone went out of the vault, there was uh, Michaela Skinner, the uh, alternate, got her chance, and she won herself a medal as well, a uh, silver medal. So that was good to see that um, Simone going out of the way um, allowed another another person um, um, to win, in this case, the, the alternate um, person who didn't get a, a medal from the team competition. So um, that's always nice uh, to see. Uh, an underdog type person um, who wasn't planning on being in the event, uh, getting a chance and, and taking advantage of it. So that's yeah. great. Um, have you watched what, what have you been watching? So I, I guess I've mostly been watching um, a lot of what is, is on the, the nightly um, coverage, yeah. which is um, I watched a little bit of table tennis um, outside of that. Love watched it. A little bit of water polo. Um, I love all of the track and fields. I wish they would show a, lot, a little bit more than, than running, um, live if they could the javelin and the, you know, those sorts of throwing events. Um, and, and I did watch t- a little bit of table tennis, the end of the table tennis final, um, over the weekend. So 
um, got, got a few of my more, you know, specialized right. the, sports. I, I did, the ones I did you don't watch, get to see every day. Yeah. yeah I, like that. I did watch the, the canoeing final, which was, um, yeah. tremendous because they had basically this engineered, uh, what looks like a, a constant waterfall uh, where you have to go through these gates. It's basically like skiing in the water and canoeing. Yes. It, it's a slot. They call it slalom, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it basically. Yeah. So they have to go back and forth and through this white water and reverse and, and it's canoeing. So you don't have the two ended paddle. You just have the one ended paddle. So they're switching it back and forth and um, what the top people can really do and control uh, that canoe against the white water is is tremendous. So that one was really, really, really fun to watch. And those are the type of people that, that I like to see who are just like, you know, an accountant who likes canoeing on the side, yes. you know, who dedicates their life to canoeing, but also, you know, canoeing doesn't pay the bills. So, um, they presumably have another job, but take, take, uh, take, take all their vacation to go to the Olympics and win a medal. So that I, I like to see those sports. Yeah. That, um, that's, those are, we talked a little bit about that last week about, you know, the the sports that don't have professionals and like you do get these cool personable um personable stories um i think that's the, that's where where we I, I think where we are drawn to as as fans or what yeah. we're drawn to as fans yeah absolutely and i think um nbc does a good job on, on their uh, I, I joke about it when i'm watching it with my wife but they, i about the soft focus stories that they tell about people's backgrounds and you know tragedies in their life that you know leave you a little bit teary-eyed um and then you start rooting for them because now yeah. i know this person because of this backstory for them yeah and um, it, it like as we've said before on the show it gives you this sense that they're, you know, a bit of the bit of an underdog, um, and and they very well may be, and it makes you wanna wanna see them win. Yep, absolutely. So um, I believe we're we're nearing the end of that because it's been two weeks since the opening ceremony on two weeks on Fridays opening ceremony. So yep, should be um, we should sh- be wrapping up. Yeah. So um, somehow I, I will then I will find more time in my evenings when I won't be watching the Olympics. Um, that, that time will suddenly free up. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. there's still a couple days and I, I think they're, you're getting into a lot of the, the track and field events now, right. um, which are, which are pretty cool. Um, you know, that those are some of the, some of the ones like, you know, javelin or hammer throw. Right. I, I saw, I caught like a few moments of the other night. So, um, those are fun. Uh, just the same as, as table tennis and, and all that. So, um, I, I, you know, and it's just like watching people do those things. Like, you know, the, I, I watched, a it was just the preliminary race, but like, it's fascinating to me. They, it was a 5,000 meter, uh, like trial heat, one of the trial heats or whatever, 5k. And, First off, like running a 5K on a track sounds like the most miserable thing that <laughs> any human could do. And then like, they, you know, I was the guys I was watching with uh, is after I played golf today and we're like, man, it doesn't even look like they're running. Meanwhile, like they're running faster than most people run anything like right. they, they're but they're out there and they're out there and it looks like they're just out for a jog and they're running you know five minute miles <laughs> so like th- those are just seeing that kind of stuff is 
is always fascinating to me. Right. And I think I, I watched, um, I think the 800, which is two laps, a couple of the prelims where they just, you just book it as hard as you can yeah. for two laps of the thing. And it's like, you know, they get all grouped together and it's chaos and one person like, you know, trips and yep. it, it's just completely crazy. Um, I will shout out the, uh, my favorite event in the track and field, which is the steeplechase, which um, is great because there's just randomly giant puddles of water. Puddles of water. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't, I don't know where this came from and I don't care. It's, it's great. You jump over the puddle of water, you jump over the hurdle, like your socks and shoes could get wet if you do it wrong. And man, it's great. It's, you know, some of them, it's funny. Like some of them you can, you can, I think we talked about this. Like you can understand it. I think it's kind of cool to look at the origin of some of these sports. So like javelin was, you know, like probably thousands of years ago originated from, Hey, how far can you throw this and hit another, you know, being, <laughs> whether it be like <laughs> right. hunting or in warfare. Yeah. And like, now yeah. we throw javelins for sport. Like, but the steeplechase, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where did, where did that one, that, that one's a mystery to me. So, um, you know, I always like watching is, um, like the, the high jump and, um, the pole vault. Those are right. just because like, that's crazy too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, there was, there was American who participated in both the high jump and the long jump this year. So, um, he, I, I think I read an interview with him with like, he, he said, Oh, I think more people should do both events. Like, Oh, you know, oh, yeah, it's like, just, if they just decided to, right. They could just like, do you know, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go to the Olympics. Yeah. And you know, what? Like, events. Yeah. that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I think he finished like fifth and seventh in the two events, which is he didn't win a medal in either, but just tremendous that you could be top top in the world in, yeah. the, in the world in two different like events. Uh, the long jump is insane about how how far they jump. So I, yeah. I do enjoy watching those as well. Um, looks like we have, um, we finish up with, you know, obviously uh, handball ha- has championship games here at the end. Modern pentathlon as well finishes up towards the how, end here. What is that? How is that different from the, the non-modern original, the OG pentathlon? <laughs> what, is <it> like, <laughs> what is the modern well, pentathlon? That is a great question. And I, um, so it's five different events. All right. All right. Is it first off? It's it's track and field, right? So okay, um, a little bit. So this is a confusing oh, event. And, okay. And I'm so glad, I'm glad that we're talking about this. This is so, this is fun. I just googled it. So this yes, is me not. Too. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is not anything close. Uh, we should yeah. play the game. What are the uh, events in the pen? Like the regular pentathlon <laughs> in a minute, but. No, yeah. this is wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Do it. I was thinking I was thinking of the de- decathlon, which is all yeah, the yeah. different um uh, athletic events. Um so the modern pentathlon, this is me from Wikipedia, so um don't fact check me. Um is an Olympic sport that comprises five different events. Fencing, freestyle swimming, I don't know what freestyle what makes it freestyle, but I guess that's the stroke. Is that um, yeah, that's like that's yeah. just the the normal stroke that everyone yeah. uses, yeah. Yeah, equestrian show jumping the and heck? pistol shooting and cross-country running. That is your five. 
fencing, freestyle swimming, show jumping. I think everybody shooting, should. What was, the, what was the quote? Yeah. I think everybody should do <laughs> do all these five events. This yeah. is crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, the, well, so the last event is called the laser run, which is awesome. So it's um, pistol shooting and running. So kind of like the biathlon yeah. in the winter biathlon, which is skiing and shooting. Um, this one is um, Do they amazing. run with the pistol? That seems so, dangerous. No, I don't no, think no. that. My like, guess, my guess is like like the well, the biathlon they, they ski with the pistol. Yeah, but it's they like ski with the rifle. No, it's a rifle yeah. and it's like strapped yeah. to their back. Like yeah, like yeah. I'm envisioning like maybe I've been watching too many like you know, episodes of the wire or something, but like the guy takes the pistol and like puts it in his, like in, in his like yeah. track shorts and yeah. like, like in, in the back of the track shorts and then starts running. Like, yeah. It falls out and somebody <laughs> loses a right, The safety's you know? not on. And yeah. 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 Or right, well, who's a, the giant. It's not funny, but like, who's the giants player? Uh, um, football he plays for Tampa Bay. Now that would be Jason Pierre and Paul who no shot off his but, finger with that, fireworks. There was a guy um, who Plaxico Burris. Plaxico Burris, yeah. Yeah. Like, can't have that like scenario in the Olympic Games. Yeah. So I I believe it is. uh, I I would imagine that they are um, the guns are in one spot, and it looks like they do eight hundred meter loops. So So they run eight hundred meters and they shoot, and then they run eight hundred meters and they shoot. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so it, it's patterned after the skills needed for an ideal Greek soldier of the uh, ancient Olympics. So, um, for you know, riding a horse, swimming, swimming, fencing, fencing, yeah. fencing like sword, sword work, running, and right. shooting. So, wow, makes sense to me. I, I don't know, you know, it makes. Sense I guess to me. that yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Like, if you wanted to be a, a ancient Greek soldier, yeah, there this you go. is what you would do. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll. We got to find that one. We got to, we got to watch Let's, yeah. let's recap that for next week. Yeah. We're, we're going to recap make that sure one. that so, we watch that. Yeah. It starts on Thursday and then the, the medals are on Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, so right near the end when they're looking for content, boom, bring on the modern pentathlon. Absolutely. 100%. I'm crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm so in. Olympics are over. We'll recap the modern pentathlon next week. Um, I'll put it in the show that, notes. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely put it in the show notes. USA, um, USA. The, 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 the big stars of the modern pentathlon. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll recap that. So I guess um, we, I was wrong last week. I thought the preseason started on eight one over this weekend. It actually starts on Thursday um, conflicts with the modern pentathlon, but we'll yep. sort it out. Um, so um, preseason starts on Thursday. So the, I guess the biggest news here was, this week in the NFL um, was Carson Wentz, uh, quarterback for Indianapolis Colts, just traded there from the Eagles, um, had a surgery on his ankle. Yes. Um, there was some sort of loose bone or something, an injury he suffered last week. It was repaired early this week. Um, and one of the stranger kind of um, uh, error bars <laughs> on an injury I can remember in the NFL, they say he's going to be out five to 12 weeks. So it could be five and be back early in the season or 12 and he'd be back in like November. That is um, a more than 100% difference between. Like, yes. You know, it's like a snow total amount, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, a snow total. right. Like that five to 12 inches, like, yeah. which that's bizarre, right. That, that 
you never noticed that by the way like side note like snow totals they're always like three to six was like that's actually a pretty wide range if you think about it like that's a hundred percent difference from one end of the extreme to the other this is even bigger than that so yes um it's it's pretty wild um they they gotta make a move right yeah i mean i with such wide errors who knows like what they're going to kind of do. I, I, they definitely want to compete. I think this has a big effect on num- number one, obviously the Colts number two, um, the Eagles had a conditional first round pick um, for next year based on Carson Wentz starts. Yeah. So that one is pretty much almost, unless he comes back right at the beginning. And this is Carson Wentz. We're talking about very oft injured um, I'd say. So, uh, they're going to keep would, that pick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a second rounder. Yeah. I don't think the first rounder is going to go in. It's going to be a second rounder. And if Carson Wentz doesn't play, they'll probably be towards the top of the draft. So it'll be a high second rounder. So, you know, I, I don't know how much Eagles fans can complain because it's not going to be a top five pick either way. Um, Cause if Carson Wentz plays a lot of weeks, they're probably not going to be a top five drafting team. Right. So um, either way, kind of, Big effect on two teams there. Um, I, I I don't know who their backup quarterback is. They used to have um, they used to have Dorset, not Dorset, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't they know. Draft, they, did, didn't they draft um, that kid from Texas? Um, uh, we can Sam L. Ellinger as a quarterback. I think. Yeah, Sam Ellinger drafted in the sixth round. Good memory. Look at you. Um, their backup is Jacob Eason, who they drafted in the fourth round last year. So yeah, they're going to trade for, they're going to trade for somebody. I think we're going to, uh, um, Frank Reich is the coach, right? Yes. Nick Foles, get it done. Um, he's not, you know, where, where's Nick Foles now? Is he, is he still on the bears? I, I thought that he was a backup for the bears, but. Yeah, and they just so they they have Dalton. They just drafted Fields um, from yes. Ohio State. He's the odd man out. Trade him. He's familiar with the with the Frank Reich system from Philadelphia. Um, that seems to make the most sense. Veteran so, presence. Yeah, get this done. So Nick Foles also has got the same message because it looks like he. Um, said in a press conference um, that he would be, it seems like he'd be interested in that trade. He said, the version of me right now is much better than the version that played in the Super Bowl. Put that through your mind. So um, mm-hmm. that one might be, might be on the table. So that uh, he's better now than he was four years ago. He said, that's what he says. That's what he says. Best shape of his life. My favorite part of the, um, all right, well, I mean, let's go. Cheers to to old quarterbacks. Tom Brady turned forty four today, so you, you know go. why not? Let's go there Nick Foles. But I, I yeah. just think I mean, whether he's in the better shape or what, like it just makes sense. He's somebody that has thrived in the system, knows that system, can come in and probably start day one. They've got uh, two quarterbacks that, to mind now, maybe I'm wrong here, um, uh, have not taken a snap in the NFL. I don't think that the nope. first backup that you said has maybe, maybe a couple. So you need a veteran in that room anyway. Um, so if it's going to be 
So like, is it five to 12 weeks now from now, or is it five to 12 weeks of the season from now, from now? Yeah. So theoretically Um, he could be back by the second week. Yes, if it, if it's on the shorter end, if the storm and, goes through quickly and it doesn't, yes. yeah, it doesn't yeah. sit off the coast and <laughs> exactly. keep snow, um, exactly. yeah. So I mean, I guess maybe they'll wait wait and see it a little bit. I don't know. That's it's that's such a weird, like bizarre time frame. So yeah, and uh, I know that Carson Wentz would be super happy to see Nick Foles back again, um, as Nick Foles. Um, came in for him in Philadelphia and won the Super Bowl while Carson Wentz was injured. Um, it's pretty so, much a winning formula. Nick yeah, Foles and backing and, up Carson Wentz. And from all reports that I I recall at the time, Carson Wentz was a little bit salty about uh, the um, attention that Nick Foles got there winning the Super Bowl. So I mean, he um, won the Super Bowl. Yeah, what can you do? Uh, you know, so uh, that one should be interesting. If they do trade for Nick Foles, um, that, that certainly there will be um, probably some consternation there. So that, yeah. that's something something to look out for. Are they going to make a move? Are they going to do the Jacob Eason route? Is he going to come back soon? Is he going to come back late? We'll see. Okay. Um, that's with something that, for us that's to keep my on. Yeah. Yeah. So good, good segue there, Tim. So what are you keeping your eye on this week? Um, modern pentathlon. <laughs> there we go. It's obvious. It's obvious. I walked right into that one. All right. <laughs> how, how could that be answered in any other way right now? Oh man. That's what a, what an event. Let's, let's see it. So it's Thursday. So Thursday, modern pentathlon. I'm, I've got on the calendar. Yeah. It looks like Thursday and Friday and Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Maybe they have some um, heats on Friday and the, the metal um, contention will be yeah. Saturday. And Saturday. Okay. So, so let's take that. Uh, no debate. It's over. All right. So keep your eyes glued to the modern pentathlon and keep your ears glued to dynasty sports empire, the podcast. Nailed it. There you go. You did Nailed it. it. Nailed it. All right. Now, do you think you could say what the five events are in the OG pentathlon? Um, so that it's the, there's a, a long race, like a five k. Yeah, I'm gonna say there's probably like a five thousand five thousand yeah. meter. There's got to be. I think it, I'm gonna guess hundred meter dash. Yep. There's a there's a jumping thing like a high jump. I I, I bet there's a long jump. We'll call, yeah, let's go with a long distance. Um, right, like a like a five, like a five thousand meter, a high jump, and they gotta throw something, right? Yeah, it's gotta be a, uh, a javelin or a, um, a shot. No, yeah. I don't know. What, all right, what do, what do we got? So, let's see. I don't see a regular pentathlon. There's not a. There's not like a regular pentathlon. Traditional pentathlon. There is decathlon and heptathlon. So the heptathlon would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So decathlon is ten, and heptathlon is seven. Ancient Olympic pentathlon. Uh, a short foot race, javelin throw, discus throw, long jump, and wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.